it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baby. Twins could have played here today. Oh, man, I, I'm seeing those photos from up there. What the heck's going on? What is it, 50 or what? What's the temperature? Right now it's 61. <laughs> Unbelievable. I love it. Me too. Fantastic. Uh, so as long as it's not in the basement, I'm in good shape. But uh, so, so it's you, a nice day here. You, so you're suggesting day. that the opening day is not early enough? Is that what you're trying to get no, at? No, it's right. When is opening day at home? April 8th? Uh, uh, yeah, it's a little later this year. They open in Milwaukee on April 1. And then they uh, then they also go to Detroit before they come home. So it's it's April 8th. Hopefully we will have a verdict and uh, and everyone will be calmed down by then because uh, it could be that April 8th opening could be Labor Day if uh, things go wrong here. So anyway, uh, that's uh, that's and do we, that's what do we know here. do we know yet how many fans will be allowed in, if any? No, isn't uh, Walsey supposed to tell us today? About or it's tomorrow about sports, right? Yeah, I thought I read a, in a within a couple of days he was going to make an announcement. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I think the Twins asked for ten, hoping they get seventy five hundred or something. But they'll get something. And the Wild, they're going to get the Wild is going to get the Wilds are going to get something here pretty today. I, I think this week, and the Wolves, if anybody's interested, uh, you know, just so the Wolves have fans in there for March thirty first when Tibbs comes back. At least celebrate Tibbs, the last man to put him in the playoffs when he comes back March 31st. So. Your paper had a very strange Timberwolves story today on the sports section. Uh, About this, what? Uh, who's the guy named Kaz? Uh, isn't there a Timberwolf named Kaz? I, uh, Jazz, Kaz. Kaz is his first name. Uh, Hold on. <laughs> I don't know about gas. I, I don't know about. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to look it up right now, Joe. I'm going to look up the Timberwolves roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you're thinking of Nas Reed, I bet. Nas, Nas Reed. Nas Reed. Nas Reed has been a very good player for him. It has been, it turned out to be a better player than I thought. Yeah, what, what do we say? Okay, so there's this big story about how Nas, <laughs> whatever the hell is name. There's this big story. Nas, about, N-A-Z. Yes. Yeah. And there's this big story about how he's an artist and that he uses oh, really? only a pencil and that he's been drawing ever since he was taken under the wing of a of a of a art teacher in high school or grade school and I well this is kind of interesting and I said I guess I'll see what he can draw and I turned to the jump and there was no we were offered no examples of his drawing yes we should do that that's right and I think in normal times we probably would but uh, they would have had to send it with a paper airplane or something now to uh, get it to you right if you were you can't get close to them but yes it would have uh, that certainly would have added to the story to see a nice little drawing of maybe a self-portrait or something like Pat, that. Pat I don't right? think I'm talking out of school when I tell you this story uh, the Pioneer Press which I have not worked at in a year now but i work from home is in the comcast building downtown st paul yes it's on the on the uh on the south side of the river across the robert street bridge there's a big comcast building and i yes. got the guy who does my taxes is also in that building and and i arranged yesterday 
to bring my grocery bag full of stuff to the tax guy. And I couldn't go up there, but they sent somebody down to pick it up. So I'm shooting the breeze with the with the guy at the front desk who I've gotten to know. And I say, I think I'm going to go up and see what the paper is. Maybe I'm going to pick up some, some stuff I might have left there. And he says, they're not here anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. What? You... You you don't have an office? Is there a new office or what? He said they moved into some small building. I said, where? He said, I think it's on Fillmore Street. <laughs> so, so I started driving up and down Fillmore Street yesterday afternoon. Where's Fillmore? Where's right Fillmore? outside the Comcast know. building, headed towards the St. Paul Airport. Okay. Down okay, in the river flats there. there. <laughs> okay. So you I had too much found- room considering the pandemic. Huh? I, fi- I didn't find them. I got to call somebody and say, well, do we have a building anymore? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, remote, uh, rem- I, I can tell you one thing. I think if Glenn Taylor had his way, he wouldn't have three floors at that, uh, three floors that were extensively remodeled in that uh, building downtown, uh, uh, considering that we have discovered that nobody has to go into work anymore in order to work. So, it's, uh, you know, I think it's actually the Star Tribune building that is handling the media for the uh, trial. That, that That's where they've oh, created sure. a... They've created a workroom in there, and you know all the out of towners are all working in there. All I, I, all I think. can think of yesterday was imagine my surprise. <laughs> There's no building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, wasn't that the old Breslin line? He went to went to the office and it was closed. One of the one of the papers that he and the joint was closed. One yeah, of the papers like that. that he'd yeah. worked for back in the. 40s or late early 50s the mirror or one of them yeah, was yeah, i yeah. went to work and a joint was closed right. so uh, or, well, or even better pat do you think that someone said hey when suits drops off his taxes tell him he <laughs> tell him we moved <laughs> we don't have a building anymore no yeah that's a, that's a bad sign that's a bad sign but what the hell well, the wild carved out a nice little game last night. That was a fun game to watch. Did the Finlander stand on his head, or did we just play great defense? Played pretty well, and uh, I've been ripping Parisi so much, I should point out that he was very good last night, made some plays. Very good. And uh, I understand, according to Judd, that the last 12 or 14 minutes, Jacques would have been very proud of the yep. way oh, we yeah. clogged her up and slowed her down and took away the neutral zone. It was it was Jacques hockey, from what I understand, trying to guide that one old lead to the finish line. What did they a, get an empty did they get an empty netter to make it two or they what? got a very no. interesting empty netter. They were awarded a goal on a shot that did not go in the net because I can't remember who shot it. Was it who shot it? I think it was uh, Fiala, they, wasn't they, it? They, I think it was Fiala. They, he was hooked as he shot it, which caused the puck to miss the net. So I, I didn't know this. You're awarded a goal in that case in an empty net. Oh, really? Yeah. So he got them both then, huh? Okay, he so. scored the first I don't one. have the sports section in front of me. I should bring it down when I know we're going to do the highly popular Monday night sports talk. Yes, well, uh, we had a, uh, I think, this ball game here, we saw the A-team. Let me, uh, pretty much the A-team, let me see if they scored a run yet. Okay, he's raising. No, nope, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero. I've got the game on zero, here. 0-0 zero yeah. going into the bottom of the seventh. But uh, uh, there, I would say, you know what I like best about Florida in March, Joe? Wind. Oh, wind. Yeah. I love the wind, don't you? The Florida wind. a big wind, wind today here. I agree. I love it. It always blows. And when you watch the golf tournaments from Florida, you get to see the wind and what it yeah. does to golf balls and stuff like that. Yeah. And today, I would say uh, we've seen about four twins homers that the wind prevented. They actually, they actually swung the bat fairly well. Cruz hit one 500 feet that blew foul, and uh, Garber hit a ball real good to the outfield. And uh, they hit some balls that sounded like home runs, and all came up well short because it was kind of blowing over and across from right to from center to. To right, so well in, anyway. in in Florida golf, we got the players this weekend. Remember last year after the first round of the players, they were all told to pack up and go home. That was yep, the beginning yep. of the that was end. The, that was the start of it. Well, we're, we're right now we're having some debate as to when. What is the date that? Uh, uh, so March 11th was when Rudy Gobert 
tested positive and the NBA late at night shut down. So it's not March 11th. That's not the day. And on March 12th, I they were still playing like the high school girls basketball tournament. Mm-hmm. And there were still, you know, the Gophers on March 12th got taken off the court before they started their uh, basketball game at the Big Ten tournament and they shut it down. March 12th, there was still uh, some stuff uh, being played. It was either March 12th or March 13th, but we are approaching the uh, the one-year anniversary of a sports calendar like we've never seen before. I thought well, the I'm, Gophers finished their game, Pat, because they— uh, No, they won their first one and the second one on the 12th. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Okay, okay. I, I just yeah. remember—just to keep, keep it— easy to remember in my mind i just use saint patrick's day because uh, as recently as the night before saint patrick's day i think you could still go to a restaurant oh yeah but I, yeah I, I was talking about the sports calendar right, right but the right. sports calendar of march 12th 13th because right. the the girls still played on the march 12th and then they didn't have their championship games on the march 13th and they shut everything down mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's uh it, it is there trying to get my arms around trying to write something about the one year you can't because it's too gigantic that mm-hmm. uh you know that everybody you know it's everybody's been affected somehow and it's it's just amazing what uh, the last year has been like and you know i don't feel sorry for the reavers of the world i feel sorry for the me yeah. <laughs> for the 75 me. <laughs> years old and one year of my life wasted and i'm there ain't that many left, you know. Right. There are not that many left, you know. I didn't want to sit around and argue with my wife for twelve months, you know. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to. I wanted to say I'm going to go do this, you know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's uh, it's been a miserable, pretty much a miserable year. Really quick, uh, it was Jonas Brodin that scored the uh, goal that Joe was talking about in the third period last night. Yeah, he'll was, take he was a, giving he'll credit take, for it. The puck did not go in the that's, net. That's true, and Fiala he'll scored take the first a free, one. He'll take a free one whenever he can get it. He used to guard opening night, though. That's when you knew this was going to be an unusual season. Mm-hmm. When Jonas gets one the first month, it's uh, pretty uh, pretty. Well, they shocking. signed him to a pretty big deal. Didn't they give him a seven-year deal this last offseason, Brodeen? He's a great defensive player. He's what are they going to have to give the Kami? Well, it's too early to worry about it. You got him plus, for five Plus, plus the Kami's in no hurry to sign anything. That's true. No, no, he'll. Uh, he's he'll, playing uh, for nine ninety five this year, nine hundred ninety five grand. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I call this team, Team Fenton. Yeah, <laughs> of course you do. Sure you <laughs> team <would>. Fenton. <laughs> what would they do without Fenton? He got Zuccarelli. He got. Uh, he played him. They said they paid him too much, but uh, they got him. They got. He got Fiala. He got rid of all that dead wood. Coyle and Niederreiter and all those stiffs, you know, well, he, you know, yeah. Fenton, he was an 11-month genius. You don't call it, the, it's not the Fenton era, it's the uh, the Fenton weeks, <laughs> you know, that he had the job. But It's uh, a hell of a division you're in, too, because you win one and you leapfrog about three teams. Oh, yeah, that's the one, you know, this whole, we can have uh, fun with the idea of these free hockey points. <laughs> I think somebody scored. Polanco somebody just scored. got a hit. Polanco just got a hit. Okay. Oh, that's all. Okay. I got to put this uh, thing up here to see what's going on. Joe, this is, just leave it up, this is what I miss so much about the old uh, AM 1500 ESPN days was yep. there was nothing better than getaway day Pat doing radio with a 3 o'clock twins game going on in the background. What the bleep are they doing? You know? <laughs> Oh, it was the best. Is that you know thing happen my... today where a pitcher has 20 pitches, he's yanked? No, no, hell, there's no score. It's uh, oh, nothing, oh. nothing, bottom of the seventh, which, of course, means the game is over. <laughs> if nobody scores here, we're done. We're done here. We already told the fans that they're here for seven. Mm-hmm. I found this interesting, and, it, and it's certainly old, though. I found this interesting, Joe. Today's lineup, Kepler, Donaldson, Cruz, Polanco hitting fourth, Sano hitting fifth, Garber hitting sixth, uh, Kirilov hitting seventh, and then then two guys who aren't going to be regulars, eighth and ninth. But 
the change in the way lineups are now constructed is amazing. Kepler doesn't have speed. Donaldson and Cruz are two 40-year-old, one-base-at-a-time guys hitting second and third. You know, you used to have the fast guy at top and then the guy who could move the runner hitting second. And then you had your, you know, three, four, five guys. It's uh, it's astounding that it's they want Donaldson and Cruz second and third because, A, they get an extra at bat hitting there, and, B, they'll get a walk and get, get you know, more base runners. It's And then Polanco, he is not exactly your – you know, he'd be more of a leadoff hitter in the old days than a four hitter. It's it's mm -hmm. the the old time lineups have nothing to do with what they do today. They uh, they slap them together completely different than they. How's Donaldson's health? So far, he's been okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's uh, he's he's not going to strain a calf running to first base, from what I could tell. He hit a mm -hmm. ground ball kind of deep the shortstop today and got that nice little gate. And, uh, and you know, that nice little sort of the Nelly Cruz gate. So you got two guys there that between them, uh, Donaldson and Cruz, they may not get an infield hit all season because right, they're, right. they're going slow and they'd rather do that than pull anything. But, uh, but, uh, right now Donaldson is, uh, Hanging in there. Pat, yeah. I, I saw this the other day, and I'm glad that the Twins are playing Baltimore today. Joe, um, well, something just happened. Yeah. Joe, Baltimore is uh, projected to be one of the uh, worst teams in, in baseball. Do you guys know what their projected over-under for wins is in 2021? I don't. 20, or, uh, 63. <laughs> Really? That's their over/under projection. Twins win yeah. one to nothing. Hey, Miguel just doubled in a run. The Twins are still batting, by the way, even though it's one zero because uh, because they they want some guys to they must want this pitcher to throw more pitches for Baltimore or somebody to get more swings. Uh, maybe they did break it up now, but it looked like they were going to have Miguel still at second base. Okay, Miguel, somebody hit Miguel's bat. So congratulations <laughs> to him. <laughs> Is this she a nice day in the fort, Pat? Yeah, it was a gorgeous day today. Yesterday it was kind of nippy. Yeah, all the fellas went out to Mucky Duck, but I wasn't going to uh, take that long trip to Captiva to freeze to death out there. So uh, I did not. It was it was sixty something and blowing like hell yesterday. So is the DA in the fort? No, the oh. DA is home wow. and happy as I've heard her. And <laughs> <laughs> she's she's just giddy. Yeah. She's just giddy. I, I call her and she just talks for ten minutes and tells me about stuff. And uh, we, uh, you know, we got in a Woody Allen argument uh, a couple of days ago because uh, I'm suggesting that the uh, that the documentary that's out now is is one sided, and uh, she she's she's going all in on Woody being a complete. Uh, I. I'm not denying he was a pervert, but uh, I, I, you know the pedophile part of it is. Uh, is uh, I'm still questioning that because when it first happened, uh, they had an expert saying eh, it sounded like the kid was brainwashed. So anyway, that's. Uh, but Woody, her and I have always had a different view of Woody because I thought she was funny. I thought he was funny, and she didn't. So that that caused. So what you're trying to tell us then, Pat, is the key to success in the game of flaws is distance. Seventeen hundred and seventy miles when I drove it, baby, just right, <laughs> just right. When we drove it, now we might not have gone in a straight line, but it was seventeen hundred and seventy miles. We so, haven't uh, we haven't talked on air since we lost Pav. Oh, yeah, it's a sad deal, man. A sad deal, uh, guy. Uh, uh, you certainly had more experiences with I uh, than I did covering that team in 1980. Uh, my one real experience was, uh, oh, God, what was it, 20-some years ago? I was up on the range and uh, during Super Bowl week because I used to go up and, like, find, you know, they didn't want any real copy so i'd go up and find some hockey you know some old-time hockey guys or mm -hmm. something and and write some of those wonderful range columns when the range was still vibrant and i got a hold of pavlich before i went up there through mom by the way mom mm -hmm. gave me his number and 
I call, I'd called him up and I talked to him like on Tuesday and Wednesday, and I was supposed to see him on uh, on Friday, I think, at Lutzen and go over and talk to him. Now this is a long time ago, but he was already a you know a hermit. You know, he was already like out of circulation. And then he called me Friday night and said he didn't. He decided he didn't want to do it. So I never really got to. I never got to see him once he once he stopped playing. He was, you know, his the end of his career was weird too. He was a really good NHL player, and then what? That one year he only played twelve games and said he was going home. So that last year, but he was a he got five goals in a game for God's sake. Am I off base? Uh, how do I say this? Well, I'll just say it. I'm hoping that the uh, work they do on his brain does discover CTE. Does yeah. that make sense? In other words, then the family has an answer. They have an answer for his behavior. Yes, yes. Yeah, all right. That's all right. Uh, the guys who played with him. I got some great emails after I wrote about him from guys who played with him, including one guy said he was the best youth hockey player, high school player he'd seen in the range. He said, I was playing with him when he made Broughton cry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. they, they were playing in like an 11-year-old tournament and against Rosso and, you know, that was kind of a big thing in the north, an 11, 12-year-old tournament. And and uh, and uh, Pavlich was named the MVP of the tournament. <laughs> Neil, it upset Neil, according to this guy. <laughs> the 10-year-old Neil cried because he didn't win the MVP. Now I don't want him. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but uh, he, uh, he said that uh, Pavlich was... You know, was uh, and the, the guy also said starting at age six, Pavlich would come over, wake him up, and they'd have to skate the pond. They'd have mm -hmm. to skate the lake. You know, they'd mm -hmm. they'd go out at, at that early in the morning, and they'd go out and skate the lake in the morning at six, seven years old. So mm -hmm. he was uh, dedicated. Now we got a problem. I had always heard the story that it was Ron Duguay and Carol Alt in the matching fur coats when they yep. came out the players' entrance. Well, yep. she ended up marrying Ron Greshner. Right. And when, when you look back on it, it she says that uh, Dugay introduced her to Greshner oh. and admits that they dated the couple, that her and Dugay dated a few times but she ended up marrying Greshner mm -hmm. and uh, so now the debate became and and Duguay was a guy you knew who was like a fur coat guy right he was he fur was coats pretty, and limos fur coats and yeah, limos yeah fur coats and limos and i don't think Greshner was one of those guys so but the story that i'd always heard was that Ron Duguay and Carol Alt would come out in their mink coats and all the flashing lights and the cameras and the fans out there outside the the players entrance at the garden and then this guy would sneak out behind him in his Elvis Letterman's jacket the same jacket in which he'd clean fish and yeah. you know plucked pluck grouse and shot deer and right. stuff like that he but he would he would do that intentionally because he knew that he would then get no attention because everybody was looking at Duguay and uh, Carol Alt. But uh, I think you heard a different story from Herbie that uh, Duguay would have some young ladies waiting for him in the limo. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I heard a variety of these, but but the <laughs> but the but the but the everlasting one was that that was the opposite. Of Pavlich's. Uh, Pavlich, yes. Yeah, yeah. and I think we can uh, we can uh, we can settle on the fact that uh, they were teammates, but uh, they they had different lifestyles. Yes, very smart. Yeah, Duguay and it is. Uh, it, it, there are a few uh, supermodels, actresses, uh, etc., who really like hockey players. Uh, Carol so. Alt was Carol yeah. Alt was one of them, and. This uh, the actress Alicia uh, Alicia Alicia Cuthbert. Cuthbert. She's, uh, yep. she's had several hockey player boyfriends, and I think she has a hockey player. Uh, I think she have a, has a hockey player husband. Uh, so good, good for them, both sides. I think it's a great deal for both both sides in that <laughs> well, situation. Well, God bless uh, God bless Pavlich. So what are you going to? Oh do? yeah.
Dion yeah. Fanouf is the uh, husband of Elisha Cuthbert. Of course, I had to investigate her mm-hmm. uh, for purposes of the show. That's research. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, yes, and she, he was, he, uh, uh, and she, uh, you know, the, the the one lady who really had an interesting dating history with uh, hockey with hockey players was Kornikova. Yes, because uh, she was. Uh, she was dating Fedorov and then married Beret, or she was dating Beret and then married Fed- the, the the Russians. Anyway, that great Russian line, uh, Beret, Fedorov, and I can't remember who the third guy was later on, but they got broken up by Anna Kornikova, from what I understand. <laughs> the, the friendship hit the skids because... Uh, uh, I think uh, I can't remember who moved in on the other guy with uh, Anna, but uh, one of them was either Beret or Federer. She helped the U.S. win the gold medal. She broke up the Russian hockey team. <laughs> no, that was uh, later on. The Federer oh. Beret guys were they were later on. They were they were playing together at uh, when the when I covered the Goodwill Games out in Seattle. So that was the early '90s when uh, Ted had his own thing. And one of them, they're the one members of the one of the members of the line. I think Fedorov defected while it was going on. They were out, out in western, uh, eastern Washington. One of them defected. I can't remember which one. So, anyway, we uh, can we return to golf for a moment because the players let's, are coming up, which is a wonderful let's, tournament. Let's, first of all, let's uh, express our sympathies for Lee Westwood choking away his last chance to win a big tournament. Well, Not did he really did you choke? Watch it? Pat, oh, God, he, he lost by a stroke. Yes, but were you watching? I did. I watched it. 16. Shan- yeah. DeChambeau is going to make par at best. Mm-hmm. He's got the ball sitting right in the middle of the fairway. Got a, what, a nine iron in his hand. Yep. He hit that ugly mutt shot out just uh, on that little peninsula of the green over on the left. It was a horrible, horrible shot. All he's got to do is, you know, hit it in the middle of the green. He's 30 feet. He makes birdie. He uh, he ends up tied with him, and he, he just just choked terrible on that one. Missed a missed like a five-foot putt for the birdie afterwards, five- or six-foot putt after that. And, uh, you know, that was his chance to get ahead of that brute because it is an unfair match, I mean, against this guy. He hits it in the thick rough, and it still doesn't make any difference because he's hitting pitching wedge out of it. So. Well, what's the hole he went for? It, the par five was it number six? He drove it mm. across that lake. Yes, that's that's uh, that's well, that's uh, that's 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 like hitting it from Matamidi to the peninsula in White Bear Lake. I mean, that's that's unheard of. Yep. I uh, I remember playing that hole that goes around the lake. It's kind of a big semicircle. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, the, he took the, the whole semi out of the circle. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I went. And I did. I, too, uh, once uh, did try to hit it over the lake. Yeah. Not intentionally, however. Yeah. <laughs> it was like chunked into chunked sideways into the lake a couple of times. Uh, I think I played that place three times and why I will never understand. And it was, I believe that shot was so, um, precisely, uh, analyzed by you when you cut in your mic and you said, hit it in the bleeping water, you bleeping bleep. (laughs) (laughs) One of my personal favorite moments of 1500 ESPN. The one, uh, one I remember though, this is early in the Bay Hill years, you know, it was still kind of wild out there. And uh, I hit I hit one in the right trees, which is no big mistake. And I kind of walked over there, and there was a big old snake in there, right around a tree. The that was the last the time I. That was the last time I ever even. I mean, hit him in the woods, free drop, baby, because yeah. I'm not going over there. Minnesota boys don't like snakes. It's nope. that simple. It's that simple. Pat, you know I the legend memory. Is. I have a spring. I have a spring training memory where they they had me double up and go cover the tournament that must have preceded Bay Hill. It was at a golf yes. course. Yes. Was it like the Florida Open or something? And 
And I still remember Arnold Palmer in his Cadillac in the parking lot of this place. It was a golf course, I think, by the airport. It was. I went to that golf. I can't remember what the name of it was. It wasn't much of a golf course, but they had the they had a tournament there. I went to there. I went there once too, yeah. and uh, before it moved to Bay Hill. So that that's got to be what. Mid seventies at uh, at the uh, latest, right? When you did oh, that, God, yes. God, I can't yes. remember what the hell the name of that course was, yeah. but it was uh, it was a pretty mediocre golf course. But that was also in the days when, if you had a tournament, everybody played in it. Yeah. You know, you had a in, in Florida like that. You had the the twenty best players in the world were there. You know? I'll tell you how long ago it was. The Orlando Airport was about the size of the downtown St. Paul Airport. Oh, yeah. You used to get your bags outside. Yeah. Remember that? You used yeah. to get your bags outside. Wow. And they had, they had one one conveyor, Chris, and you'd stand out there with everybody else and get your bags outside. Reavers, the, the terminal was about what the downtown St. Paul Airport is right now. So w- w- obviously, that was this before? Because Disney World was there. It was, was it Disney, not a... Just, it was Disney just World out. had just, just got on the radar screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think wow. 73, I think I looked it up, 73, I think, is yeah. when it started. And the, my first year down there was 74, so 72. I remember, however, being stretched to come up, come up with the eight bucks for adults and six bucks for kids to get yep. into Disney World. Yep. Do you know what it is currently? <laughs> because uh, a hundred and a quarter, maybe. Well, because we're, we're doing some traveling for spring break, and we had looked at, at prices, but the and we're going to California, uh, but the price is. But first of all, they're not even opening the parks until April first. It's a hundred and thirty-eight dollars for my six-year-old. Whoa! <laughs> yes. Just to get in, that's what. Just to get you know in. What? That doesn't count rides. Yeah. I'd walk. I'd lock up the Leland and put my arm around him and said, "Buddy, you're never going to see Disney World. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you you might as well just." realize that now just well, stop talking about or it. or i can just tell him hey listen the parks are closed buddy uh, the governor was not opening up anything here i don't know what we're gonna do god that's if if if, if, if that isn't the, the governor's decision down here i can tell you that it's got to be disney's decision because uh, i had the kid who had to have the picture taken with donald duck and so oh, we're yeah. looking all over the damn uh-huh. place for Donald Duck, and I've been taking <laughs> pictures. And all of a sudden, here comes Donald, and and you run over to him. The kids run over to him, and Donald puts his arms around him. Everybody, everybody's taking their photographs, and I uh-huh. had no film left. I went, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and that and I had one's... to run to one of those kiosks and buy some film, and then we had to start following Donald around again. <laughs> Did you were you ever reminded of that uh, during your long marriage? You know the I, time you didn't have the phone, the time I you was, didn't have the I, film. I, I, I initially <laughs> heard about that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> After 20, 30 years, it went yeah, by the way. It, it went right? away. It's gone. It, you know, it, it went down the totem pole as far as <laughs> of, of infractions. Well, it's been replaced by much better flaws. Believe me. Yeah. 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 That was. Uh, well, that's so long ago. Yeah. Uh, poor Donald, man, with cell phones, he must just be worked to a frazzle. Oh, he can't make it enough. He can't take a step without some well, jackass saying, "Hey, take a picture." What with they my do kids. now? Uh, we went to a theme park uh, a couple of years ago. They're not allowed to stop. So, oh really? Yeah, my 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 oldest wanted to get a picture with one of the stormtroopers, and he said, "You gotta, we gotta keep moving." But he can take a picture, so I have to time it. You know, we're William stayed in there, and I could time it where the stormtroopers in the background, but they're not allowed to stop because that very thing happens now. Well, we went out there annually when the kids weren't very, you know, 74, 5, 6, 7 probably. And it, I, I always loved the idea that you'd get at 8 o'clock in the morning, you'd get off these uh, trolleys, and everybody would be giddy and happy, and the kids were all bubbly. 
And at three o'clock in the afternoon, the husband was screaming at the wife. The wife was screaming at the husband. The kid kids was were screaming. Greg, completely brats, you know, screaming. We didn't get to do this or that or anything. But see, they had a cast system when Joe and I were going to Reavers because you had A tickets, B tickets, C tickets, and D tickets. Okay. And your price, your price was like, okay. You can get in for eight bucks, but if you want eight tickets, then you got a. That's going to cost you twelve bucks or fourteen bucks or something. I mean, it's it, you, you. I don't know how many how many tickets you think you got, Jim Such, like twelve, and you might yeah. have three apiece. So if the if the D ticket was there, it was like okay, you can stand over here. <laughs> you know, that was a, that was that's a when we got ticket. the damn tickets to that. 20 leagues under the sea ride and i i swore the thing was going underwater and i had a panic attack and demanded that it surface (laughs) so i could get out (laughs) let me out of this boat oh my god well what i remember is my first time at space on space mountain because it's dark in there yeah i did i i i can't handle a roller coaster real well no in the broad daylight right but Outside, I I did not, I did not approve of that. I'll tell you that Space Mountain. That was later. They built that thing later, though. That wasn't there. I can't go in the Tunnel of Love at the fair. I get, I lose. It's too too frightening. I mean, I'm an anti Ferris wheel guy, man. That's my problem. I don't like the hype part of that. I don't like. Oh wait, wait. We got to add that to the Roycey list. Things he doesn't like. Ferris wheels. Ferris wheels. All right. I've told you guys that I take the kids. They might have been six and nine then. Yeah. On the double Ferris wheel. Yep. You know, six or seven, and we're up at top, and it stopped, and I'm horrified, and. They start rocking. Oh no! Oh God! Oh, and I'm, oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, you little sob bleeping little, you're both going over the freaking side if you don't sit here perfectly still like you're in church. Right. Don't make a move. Don't breathe. You're going out of here, man. Yep. Stop I'm, rocking. I could not take the Ferris wheel, and I got on a double one. I didn't like the one they had in Folda that went up about eight feet in the air when they had the Folda Fair. You know, I'm not, I'm not real big on that stuff. Oh God! You always do have to love the the county fair rides, you know, that are slapped together in about six minutes. <laughs> ah, kid, you know they're safe. Sa- you know they're safe too. Right. Jesus. Let's get out there, kid. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Oh God! You know what? It's it's kind of sad what's happened to the Minnesota State Fair because that was the big deal. Oh hell yeah! The mid the midway that was the big deal. Now yeah. it's a now it's a food fest that just occasionally, you know, you can somebody will go over and take a ride once in a while. But it's uh, it's a remember the, a, remember the year that that one ride kept breaking down and we would predict every day what time the. Yeah. The chair swing or whatever it was would, would mm-hmm. break down every day. People be dangling their feet in the. In the we got the uh, we got the rook to do what, Joe? We got him to do the oh, one that slingshot, the, kind of the the oh, ejector, the, the ejector, uh, ejector sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah that was uh, we had uh, we had that one. You know, at uh, at my bulkiest, I I wouldn't have trusted being in one of those things. <laughs> you, 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 get, you know. <laughs> What if it gets overly strained? Then what happens? The fan snaps. <laughs> yeah, boom. There. What is that object? I am there's still traveling. Meteor, there's a meteor coming. That's <laughs> God Almighty. There's a sweaty meteor coming. Oh my God. Unreal. I made a couple of notes today. Oh hey. So I went off a beaten path. And I was looking up. I was trying to look up when Sid started worrying about the shut-ins to get us to build stadiums, right? He was always pretty concerned about the shut-ins. He was the shut-ins, and I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> so I texted Mona, Mona, and he basically said the shut-ins started when they wanted when Sid wanted to build the metro. You know, but pretty much. That's when we started worrying about the shut-ins because we were going to lose the Twins and the Vikings and the shut-ins wouldn't have anything to watch, right? Mm-hmm. So did you ever remember when the Vikings 
you know, we all remember L.A., Lynn going to L.A., Lynn going to Memphis, Lynn, Lynn going to Phoenix. Did you ever remember him, his plot to when he went, went out to New York to meet with the guy who was going to have them play in Yankee Stadium? Boy, you it's remember not ringing that a one? bell, no. 1970. There's actually a, there was a New York Times story written by Murray Chass, of all people, baseball writer. And... And then Sid had a like a big follow up on it too. 1977, sort of the the head of their city, something or other. He wanted to get a team in uh, Yankee Stadium because the the Giants, I guess, had, had moved out to the original Giant Stadium by then, right? So they 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 moved out of the they'd moved out of the city. So he wanted to have a team in New York, and Lynn, of course, was willing to go along with the idea that this was a viable possibility for the Vikings in order to get a stadium built. But I had I had I had no recollection of the 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 Lynn the Lynn circuit to find a place to threaten us into building a new stadium was uh, included Yankee Stadium. I hadn't seen that one before. Which uh, was uh, weird. Sid really played that shut-in card a lot. Oh, God. You know when the shut-ins were at their worst? Mm. When, when, they WC, when the Twins moved to KSTP in 2007 <laughs> yep. for, 2006, or for 2006, the shut-ins were going to be. And, you know, he was probably right because the shut-ins had never had their radio on any other station. <laughs> But I always had a I always had the bad cartoon bubble of the shut ins. Yes. They were they were the yeah. down and out of the down and out. <laughs> yes, they were. They were. But the uh but the the shut ins uh, we had to I was trying to come up with the number of millions we spent for stadiums to take care of the shut ins so they'd have something to watch on T V, right? We had Target Center and we had the U.S. Bank, not not Target Center so much, but uh, Target Field, U.S. Bank Stadium, maybe even the Gopher Stadium. Well, XL. But I what about the XL? Yeah, but no, that the shut-ins wouldn't watch because it was in St. Paul. Oh, okay, <laughs> right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay, because uh, you know, Sid did, Sid's campaign was the, the the people from the West suburbs will never go to St. Paul for a hockey game, right? And they were going to be three years later. They're going to be back in Minneapolis. Oh, hell, he called St. Paul there. East Berlin. Remember that? <laughs> East Berlin, yes. Yeah. But the, the but the one thing I figured out is we can't include the soccer stadium because the shut-ins didn't watch soccer either. <laughs> they didn't watch soccer. So. He will be a hundred and one on Monday, and mm. I'm not convinced he won't show up. Yeah. <laughs> where's the party where's the where's party, the party? <laughs> where's the, part? where's never the did party his, yeah. you know the pandemic cost Sid You're, we're talking about the day everything shut down mm-hmm. that cost Sid his 100 uh, his birthday party pu- yes I think they pulled the plug on like uh, late Friday and it was supposed to be on Sunday I think the birthday party was supposed to be on Sunday so or, or on Monday, so he never got his birthday party. So, uh, not that, not that, not that he really wanted to be celebrated anyway. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Anyway. Oh, hey, uh, so, a little bit of Viking news. They, Patrick. Okay. Uh, I know you'll find this shocking, but Zimmer cut Dan Bailey. We're gonna have a new kicker in twenty twenty one. Oh, really? Was he making too much money? Yeah. Uh, according to Tom Presso, uh, he was yeah. due two point seven five million. Uh, his one point eight would have become fully guaranteed. He's a free agent. That saves Vikings almost two million in cap space. So they can go get a, uh, uh, you know, and they can. <laughs> let's find someone. Like a, uh, let's draft someone, right? Right. That's a hot, and then have him miss one and have him cut him again, and then have the guy turn out to be the all-star. NFL's leading scorer, Joe, he cut him after two games. Yep. (laughs) The guy that was the NFL's leading scorer. This is him season, isn't it? He either makes it happen this season or that's it. Yeah, he's on probation. There's yeah. no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, both of them, yeah. him and Spielman, I bet, yeah. are going to be yeah. out if they don't make it. Well, boy, you better write your piece. Well, I actually am just here slumming today. So, mm. 
I got a couple of other things to do, but uh, yeah, I'm just here watching the ball game today, having a good old time. So. Wonderful. All right. And I think the Twins win at one all, right? Reed? Yes, one to nothing was the final over the Baltimore Orioles. By the way, really quick, I was looking up, Pat, the over-unders, because I wanted to see Baltimore's was 63-and-a-half. Boys, that's not the worst odds in in Major League Baseball. You want to stand to guess who has the worst over-under? The Pittsburgh Pirates have an over-under of wins set at 58-and-a-half. Wow. Yeah, they're dead. They're dedicated to being rotten. Wow, yeah. I did not realize. I mean, I knew they were bad. I didn't realize they were going to be that bad this year because they did. You know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore have that great football rivalry. Now they got a baseball rivalry. <laughs> Who can stink the worst? Who's going to get yeah. the number one pick? They both got the great parks. Oh, geez. Yeah, Pittsburgh's yeah. park yeah. is beautiful. Pittsburgh. Yes. Okay. All right, gents. All right. Uh, the Tuesday edition of Monday Night Sports Talk, but the. The the early report on Opal is it works. Absolutely. Opal, uh, Opal was a success. All right. Where's uh, the Rook, by the way? He uh, took the day off. Uh, well, usually well, he's he, only in on Monday. Yeah. He's out jamming people into airplanes coming down here. Okay. That's <laughs> yes. All right. All right. See ya. See you later. Okay. Bye. Did you know that the sewer line that runs from your house underneath your front yard is your responsibility until it connects to the city sewer? Your sewer line can get clogged by tree roots, or it can crack or break or collapse because it's old or the ground shifts over time. If your sewer line gets really clogged, it can cause sewage to back up into your home. You do not want that. If you have a sewer or drain problem, better call Bonfi. Save $150 off an intensive sewer line cleaning when you tell the folks at Bonfi, Royce sent you. I have been a client of the Canopy Group for five years, and at my last renewal, they are still saving me money. Patrick Ricey here to talk to you about your home and auto insurance. How long have you been with your current insurance company? When was the last time your agent called you and said they could save you money and get you better coverage? This just happened to me. Truly, it did. Each year, the Canopy Group reviews my home and auto insurance with their 16 companies. This year, they saved me an additional $791. How? Because the Canopy Group is keeping an eye on my insurance needs and making sure I am always with with the right insurance provider. Paying less and getting more is a concept I like. I can't promise that you'll save $791, but I can promise you they'll give you options. They'll even tell you if you should stay where you are with that company. Do what I did and contact them at thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. It's that time once again here in Garage Logic where we check in with our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And GLers, do yourself a favor and contact Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48 minute financial consultation. And you can do so by calling 952 925 5608. When you call that number, you're going to get Josh with straight talk, never sugar coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us right now. And Josh, you want to talk rebound right now, don't rebound. you? Rebound. No, we're not talking about Dennis Rodman type, but we are talking about. NASDAQ, which has been slaughtered over the last three weeks since the February 12th high in the NASDAQ. NASDAQ shares have continued to fall on worries about the 10-year Treasury jumping up to where it was a year ago, one and a half percent. The 10-year Treasury is going up, which to many symbolizes that high-flying companies have less of a chance against the guaranteed 10-year Treasury in terms of future earnings growth uh, going forward. Some of the cyber optic companies, internet-related companies, are trading at absurd price-to-sales multiples, and those multiples are justified as if they were dot-com stock. Those people who were plowing money into these way overextended names, they were probably due for a little bit of a pullback, and they may not yet achieve their past highs until they start showing a lot more revenue growth, as well as some earnings. Some of these cloud names can be limited, particularly with uh, competition coming to the fore. That does provide modicum of 
caution when a company reaches a certain level of price to sales, very excessive, watch out and be very, very careful. That typically is a time to take some profits. Today, many of the those companies that had been knocked down on worries about interest rates have had a little bit of a comeback. And probably the best example of that is a mutual fund, ARC Innovation Fund, that invests in a lot of the newer technology names, even if they invest a small bit. Because this particular fund has done exceptionally well over the last five years, not, of course, on a, on a straight line, plenty of uh, volatility with that. Many investors, uh, without doing a lot of research, shortcutting and going just with uh, the portfolio manager, Kathy Woods, uh, recommendations as she posts buys and sells on a daily basis. And just a, a word of caution on many of the high-flying high names. But today, they had a rebound, and I was especially happy that my stocks, Apple and Amazon, also had a pretty good good rebound. They've been a source of funds for other investments uh, recently, and questions have come, come out about their future growth, particularly as the economy reopens. My answer is, yes, Apple and Amazon and several others got a boost with COVID. But they are at the forefront of a trend that has been ongoing, will continue with that trend going <laughs> going forward. The risk with both Apple and Amazon and other large larger capitalization companies is the fact that they are big and the politicians do see the amount of money that these companies generate and they want some of that money. So there is some risk on that level. But it's a very nice rebound that we're having today. Very good. And GLers, once again, get in touch with Josh for that free 48-minute financial consultation. Do yourself a favor and give him a call today at 952-925-5608. That's 952-925-5608. Josh, thanks once again for the time and the chat, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Okay, Chris. Thank you. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know eight out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.